0: Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Wednesday, 6th July, 2022. Our bit today comes from Luke 18, verse 8, and that says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Whoa, my brethren, another week is quickly passing by. It's already Wednesday. <laughs> uh, What's happening with the days, eh? Why is time flying by so quickly? One would think that with the numerous problems we have in our world, that time would at least seem to stand still. But like everything else, it is behaving in a most contrary manner. It's a good thing we have Jesus to keep us steadfast and focused, yes? Otherwise, we'd be jumping all over the place like jackrabbits. And to help handle the uncertain situation which our world currently faces, we are going to look at a poem from our one-year book of Bible promises with writings by Ruth Hams Colkin, that is aptly titled, I Can Settle for That. So please read with me. The word rebellion frightens me. I always associate it with revolt. Terrorism, riots, debt, with economic and social issues, with the drug scene that promotes life without purpose. I associate it with tempestuous waves of change that leap up like wild animals. Like the disciples in the storm, I want to awaken you, Lord. I wonder why you seem to be sleeping. But, Lord, Maybe I don't really know you very well. Maybe I don't let God be God. After all, you are not frightened. You do not hold your hands up in despair. You never say, you should have come yesterday. Nor do you say, you are the wrong age and color. You never say, you are too timid, too slow. You simply tell me to step out of my rocking boat. You tell me to walk the waves with you. You assure me you are not asleep. You tell me to show genuine love to a desperately needy world. You insist it is far better to walk over the billows than to go under them. You tell me if I die in the attempt at least I will die victoriously. Then, facing facing me directly, you ask, can you settle for that? Lord, if you are with me, I can settle for that. Mama mia, isn't that the living truth, my people? If God is with us, we can indeed settle for anything, because he controls it all. And the reason why we are so uncertain, afraid, and worried is simply because we do not have sufficient trust and faith in our great God, in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in the Holy Spirit that dwells within us and is supposed to lead and guide us to all truth. In fact, we have not given ourselves completely to Almighty God. Therefore, we don't allow. God to be God. And how can he be if we don't surrender our all to him? Eh? That's why the Bible verse for that poem is from Paul's plea to the church at Rome, where he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable rational service and that comes from Romans 12:1. Yes friends, we are supposed to surrender our entire bodies and souls to Christ if we want to truly benefit from all that he has to offer. Now listen to how the scholars explain that verse. They say, by the mercies of God summarizes all that God has accomplished for the believer, in Romans chapters 1 to 11, that means in chapters 1 to 5, he, he talks about justifying the believer. Meanwhile, in 6 to 8, he speaks about enabling the believer to live a righteous life. And in 9 to 11, where Paul talks about being faithful to Israel. All right? And that you present refers to a definite act of presentation. The verb is used of offering a sacrifice that became holy under the Levitical system. And you can read that reference in Exodus 29 37. But this shows that the Christian life begins with total commitment and irrevocable presentation. Your bodies, the body has been an instrument of sin. Now it is to be presented to God as a channel through which the righteousness of God is manifested. Yes, my people, that all sounds like a big mouthful, but it simply means that we stop using our bodies for sinful purposes and instead use them for righteous ones and we'll all, we'd all, all be foolishly fooling ourselves to pretend that we don't know the sinful things we use our bodies for. That's why this next verse is so important in our transformation. Brother Paul then declares to the Roman church in his usual practical way, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And we all know that comes from Romans 12, too. I'm a brethren, to truly live for Christ, we have to shun, to shock off the things of this evil world. Things that find no place are not welcome in God's kingdom. And no, it's not always easy to do because of. Our inherent sinful nature and the rampaged evil and evildoers that are currently controlling our world. But with Christ's help and all perseverance, we can do a good job of it. We must just want it badly enough. But like we said yesterday, too many of us don't want it badly enough to put out the necessary effort to live sincerely for Christ. And that's why Christianity is in such a shambles. Why Christ's church is filled with so much evil and ungodly doings. Why there is so much dissension within Christ's church. And instead of getting better, it seems to be getting worse. Oh, my fellow believers, we need to remember that Christ is depending on us to keep his church going strong and sincere. We are all he has down here to do his bidding. And if you are not doing it properly, then his church will obviously suffer serious setbacks. Now, this leads me to consider the question Jesus asked at the end of the parable of the persistent widow, where he says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Now that's a very interesting question, with a great number of former believers turning away from God in the apostasy that Broad warned Timothy of, where he said, This know also that in the last days perilous time shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, that's money lovers, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. And that comes from 2 Timothy, Timothy 3, 1-2. And Paul goes on to list a host of other ungodly activities, which we are currently seeing at a rather high level in our society. However, my brethren, because we are sincere, faithful, and strong, we will do our best to stand up for Christ and continue to tell others about him and the marvelous benefits living for him bring. So for those of us in that camp, let's go home now declaring, all right, we spell declaring right. Let's go home declaring our Wednesday wail, letting all and sundry know of our wonderful position in Christ Jesus. Whoa! All together now, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. I'm so glad to be alive on this Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Thank God the breath of life is still flowing through me on this Wednesday. I'm halfway home. My hands are fixed securely on the plow, and I'm not turning back. I'm not looking back at the past, not focusing on what has gone before, but my eyes are fixed straight ahead straight ahead to a glorious future with Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. (laughs) Uh, And believe me, friends, if we endure to the end, that future will indeed be even more glorious than we can ever ask or imagine. So please, let's be with Christ for the long haul now. That's wisdom in spades. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Nothing worthwhile is ever easy, and that definitely goes for living for Christ. But the rewards will certainly outweigh the difficulties, and that's the gospel truth, my people. The rewards that we get for living with Christ will outweigh all these foolish difficulties that we endure down here. So please let's wake up and get out there and do what we know we're supposed to do now. That's live for Christ, spread His love all over the world, as he desires us to do. And we pray that in his holy name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.